Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. I'm with today being Christmas morning. Um, I want to talk to you from Luke chapter 2, which is probably not unexpected. You probably could guess. In fact, if you were a really eager beaver, um, you may have already had your Bible open to Luke chapter 2, assuming that's where we would be. However, I don't want to talk to you from the Luke chapter 2 that you think that we would probably talk to from Luke chapter 2. The part, I, w- I want to start this morning um, where Charlie Brown stops. When, when Linus tells us the true meaning of Christmas and he reads the first few verses of, of Luke chapter 2, that's where I want to start this morning. Um, and the reason for that is if, if you're new to, or if you're visiting with us this morning or you're new to Hillside Church, what we've been doing during this Christmas season is we've been using the, the songs of Christmas as our guide to, to walk through the Christmas season. We've been looking at these moments in the story of Christmas where seemingly people break out into song, where, where seemingly the Christmas story in your Bible becomes a musical. And, and we've looked at the, the song that Mary sings, that, that after the angel comes and tells her, this is God's plan for your life, and this is what's going to take place. And then she goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says some of, many of the same things, and, and she's just overcome with emotion and celebration of what God's doing in her life. And we read in, in Luke chapter 1 this song that she sings. And then we also looked in Luke chapter 1 the story of, of Mary's cousin's, cousin Elizabeth, her husband, Zachariah, he gets a message from an angel as well about a miracle baby for him and his wife. And that baby's name would go on to become John the Baptist. But he, he says to the angel, I, I don't understand. And the angel, as a way of, of showing him how to understand this, or at least showing that he can trust God, shuts up his mouth. And he's unable to speak for the nine months until that baby's born. And then when the baby's born, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is this, this song of praise to God. And so we, we looked at that. And then last, last Sunday, we, we as a church looked at the song that the angels sing. That as they show up to the shepherds to, to say, this is the baby that's been born and you need to go find him. And they sing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace on whom his favor rests. We looked at that song and looked at what it means for us to have peace. And so we've been moving through the Christmas story looking at these songs. And there's, there's one more song I want to look at. And that takes place in Luke chapter 2, just after the baby's born. It's, it's Simeon and his song of promise. And so what we're going to do is I'm just going to read you a bunch of verses from Luke chapter 2. And then we'll go back and we'll unpack them. So we're going to start at verse 22 if, if, you would like, if you're following along in your Bible. Otherwise, it'll be up on the screen if you'd like to read or like to, to follow along. But it says, When the time came for purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, that's Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, 
a pair of doves or two young pigeons. There's lots of Old Testament laws and rituals that this is all talking about. We're not going to get into all of that this morning and talk to you about why they were doing all of this. Just know they were bringing Jesus to the temple because the Old Testament had commanded them to do some things with him. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. The Holy Spirit leads him to go to church that day. And when the parents, when Mary and Joseph brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required... Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, for which you promised or prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Mary and Joseph have had a wild nine months. Um, things just keep happening. Big things just keep happening. They're realizing a lot about this baby, this gift that they've been given. An angel comes to, to Mary and tells her, you're going to be pregnant. An angel comes to Joseph and tells him, your, your fiancé is going to be pregnant. The baby was, was named by an angel. They end up giving birth in a manger. A whole mess of shepherds show up out of nowhere saying, we're looking for the Messiah. He, we're told he'd be right here. And they come and they worship him. It's already been unique. It's already been a very unusual experience but they're good Jewish people and so they do what the Old Testament what the law commanded them they take Jesus even though they know he's the Messiah he's the son of God well we're supposed to take our firstborn babies and bring them to the temple and present them to God so so they do that they bring their son to the Lord and we see God being dedicated to God but then as they enter into the church, as they enter into the temple to do what they were commanded to do, there's this old man sitting at the back of the church. And he sees them come in. And he loses his mind. He's so excited to see them. We, 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 what we know about Simeon, Mary and Joseph didn't. We know that he had been promised by God that he would not die until he sees the Messiah. And so he comes with an expectation as the Holy Spirit has led him to church, to the temple, to see the Messiah. And he's sitting at the back waiting as people are coming in. Is that them, God? No, that's not them. Is that them, God? No, that's not them. Is that them, God? No, that's not them. Is that them, God? Yes, that's them. And he's so excited. This is the moment his life has been centered around. Waiting for this Messiah to come. And so he jumps out, out of his chair. He runs over to this family. And he grabs the baby out of mom's arms. And just begins to praise God. God had made a promise to Simeon. That through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Simeon waited with great expectancy to see what God was going to do. And that's something I want to call all of us to do today. This Christmas, this upcoming year, would you live your life full of prayerful expectation? Would you live your life with a heart that would say to God, God, I believe you can do the things that you've told me you can do. God, I believe I'm going to live with an expectant heart for this year. Not not just a hopeful heart, not just a dreaming heart, not just a heart that says, well, it would be really cool if God did this. But with a heart that says, God, I want to expect you to do the things you've said you're going to do. Simeon had lived his long life looking for and expecting something from God. He stayed in the fight. He stayed in the faith. He stayed in the story because he expected God to do good things. See, we're told he's an old man. And it can be easy as time passes to give up on the things of God. To say, you know what? It's not going to happen. If it would have happened, it would have happened by now. But we see him continually saying, God, is today the day? He continues to trust and believe in God. We as God's people need to turn our hearts to expectation and believe that God is going to do something good in the lives of his people. Not just around Christmas, but in our lives. And this is where Simeon is living. Every day at church, God is that them. And when this couple walks into the building, Simeon comes unglued. Because this is it. This is them. This is those people. This is what I have been waiting for my whole life. And he rushes over to Mary and Joseph. Maybe he introduces himself. Maybe not. It's not recorded. Hi, I'm Simeon. I've been waiting. Here's what's going on. As best as we can tell from the record of scripture, he runs over to Mary and Joseph, grabs their baby, and just begins to prophesy over this baby's life. And if you watch the words that he says closely at the beginning... He says, Sovereign Lord, you have promised, or as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. He says, God, take me now. I can finally go home and rest in peace. Because what you've promised has come to pass. God told Simeon that before he died, he would get to see with his own eyes the Messiah that had been prophesied all throughout the Old Testament. With his own eyes, the salvation of Israel. With his own eyes, the Son of God. And when he sees Mary and Joseph come into church that day, he knows that God had come through. And he goes over to Mary and Joseph, and he puts his arm around Mary, and he says, you are so blessed, and I hope you know it. And he looks at the baby, and he says, this is the Messiah, the Savior of the universe. My eyes have seen your glory. Now, we didn't read the text this morning, but there's another part to this story. There's there's another older woman at the church, and her name is Anna. And this woman has spent essentially all of her life in church. She's been married for seven years, and then a widow for 84 years. And she had dedicated her life to, to serving the church and to worshiping God. And she walks over to Mary and Joseph and Jesus as well. And she sees Simeon and she's watching him praise God for, for getting to lay eyes on this baby. And the Bible says that, that she goes into her own moment of praise. And she goes into her own worship. Because she realizes what Simeon also realized. That this just isn't another baby. This isn't an ordinary child. This baby 
right here is the hope for humanity. This is what the prophets were talking about. This is the Messiah. This is the Christ. And so Mary and Joseph have this moment where these two senior citizens have broken into praise and worship all around them. And they do everything else required by the law. And Mary and Joseph decide now it's time to take the baby home. And as they they leave, as they they walk away, undoubtedly trying to make some sense of all this, saying to each other, well, that Simeon guy, he seemed kind of nice, I suppose. Maybe a little nuts. Maybe a little exuberant. Maybe a little extra. But he seemed like a nice guy. Anna seemed sweet. But they're becoming more and more aware of what they've just received. What in the world has God dropped into our laps? From this story, there's three things that I want to give you this Christmas morning. As as today we celebrate gifts and as we've looked at the gift of this baby, there's three things that I want to talk to you about the gifts you've received. The things in your life that are gifts. There are three things that I want to give you tonight. First thing I want to tell you, Sometimes what God gives you is an answer to someone else's prayer. Simeon had been praying and praying and praying. And his answer to prayer was given to another man. He had been praying, God, let me see the Messiah. And the Messiah had been given to Joseph. Sometimes God will end up blessing you as an answer to someone else's prayer. That God has invited you to be the the conduit of blessing that he wants to use, but not for you. God has, has invited you to be the blessing for someone else. The things that God has done, is doing, and will do in your life may very well be the answer to someone else's prayer in their life. Number two, sometimes what God gives you isn't just for you. Simeon, as he was blessing Mary, said that even though the promise that had been, given, had been given to him, he would say, this not only blesses my life, this answer to my prayer isn't just a blessing for my life, but he said, this gift that's been given to me to see this baby, this gift is a gift for all to see. When you're blessed, you're not just blessed for you, but you're blessed to be a blessing. God doesn't bless you to hide you. And he doesn't bless you to keep you a secret. When God blesses you, it's not just an answer to prayer so that you can see it. But it's a blessing, or it's an answer to prayer so that everyone can see it. God will bless us so so that we can put it out there for the glory of the Lord to be revealed in it. Is there something in your life, things that, that God has given you, that God has blessed you with, that maybe he wants you to stop hiding? That he wants for you to put on display. Simeon was telling Mary and Joseph, this blessing, it's bigger than just the two of you. God's blessing in your life is always bigger than just you. And number three, sometimes what we need is other people to show us just how God has blessed us. Sometimes it's hard for us to see how we've been blessed. That as we live our lives inside of our lives, sometimes it's really hard for us to look at sometimes the mess that we live out of 
and be able to go, man, look at what God has blessed me with. Because we have a tendency as people to look around and not see the good in our lives. To, to not see the things that God has blessed us with, but rather to see the things that God still could bless us with. And so it can be hard for us to look around and, and see and go, look at all that God has done in my life. When your kids were up at 4.30 this morning wanting to open presents, and you're tired and you're cranky and all of those, and you're just like, I just wish they would have let me sleep in. But yet, they're blessings. And maybe you just have to keep telling yourself that. My kids are a blessing, my kids are a blessing, my kids are a blessing. But sometimes we need other people to help bring the blessings of God in focus in our lives. And so sometimes in our lives we need God to send us a Simeon. We need God to send us an Anna into our lives to come to us and look and say, look how you've been blessed. Look how much God has blessed your life. Even when you may not be able to see it, when you're just going about the routine of your day, sometimes God needs to send us a Simeon. God needs to send us an Anna to remind us, look at how God has blessed you. We serve a God of wonder. And at Christmas time, that's so pulled into focus. We serve a God that is so gracious, so beyond our faithfulness, a God that's beyond our human comprehension, a God that can do much marvelous, wonderful, incomprehensible things at the drop of a hat. May this Christmas be a moment for you when you're able with clarity to look at your life and say, God, you have been so faithful. God, you have been so gracious. God, you have been so kind. And may you be willing to share that blessing, the blessing that you've received with the world around you. Even if it's just for them to see it for a moment, that they would know God's faithfulness. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you that as we gather together and as we, we take this time in, in our culture to exchange gifts with one another, to, to bless those around us, God, I pray that you would help us to see just how blessed we are, that you would help us to be able to understand that you have been kind and gracious and loving to us, God, even when we can't see it. And God, I don't pray, pray for shame or guilt for any of us who can't see these things. But God, I pray that you would open our eyes in a new and a fresh way this Christmas morning to be able to see the gifts that we've been given. God, that you would open our eyes even today. God, maybe as our Christmas morning isn't all that we wanted it to be. That maybe we look around and we go, I wish I could have done so much more. God, in the name of Jesus, would you open our eyes to see how we've been blessed. God, I thank you that, that you have blessed us. And God, I pray that we wouldn't just hold on to our blessing, that we wouldn't just keep it all to ourselves. But God, thank you that you've blessed us in order to be a blessing. And God, I pray that you would open our eyes today, tomorrow, in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. God, allow us to see where we can be a blessing to others. God, I thank you that you don't just give things to us and then ask us to hold on to them and keep it secret. But God, that you bless us to be a blessing. And so, God, I pray this Christmas Day that you would reveal to each one here, to each one watching online, to each one who will listen to this, God, reveal to them today just how you've blessed them. And God, show us how we can be a blessing to others. In your name, Jesus, we pray.
Amen. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family, and that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go. Oh, come, let us adore him. Come, let us adore him.